All right, so we are back with episode 17 of the Slender You Podcast. As with every episode, it's a special episode because we get to talk shit about your favorite football teams. This week is a little bit different because our our co-host, Evan, is unable to make it. So we have Matt, who is the other half of the Between Two Bears podcast here with us this week. I don't have a soundboard to make like a fart noise to talk about Baylor football, but welcome, Matt. The whole premise of this entire show, I just want to say I was against it from the beginning. I was asked to be a part of it. Well, no, I take that back. I was not asked to be a part of it. It was assumed that I would be a part of it. And therefore, 15 minutes before the first episode, Matt, you, you, you're going to hop on the recording? No, I'm not going to hop on the recording, but I will tonight. Matt, We're happy to have you, Matt. Thank you. Matt, I want to ask you two questions before we get started get here. Sure. First off, would it be a Between Two Bears episode this week? There will be, yeah. Actually, there's there's a really cool special episode coming this week. <coughs> nice. And my I'll just I'll just leave it at is, that. We just have a really fun interview that we're that we're doing. Um, if you had listened to the last episode, you'd probably know who it was, but that's okay. You don't have to. I heard it's it. fine. I understand it's Baylor. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Pablo. Thank You're you. I'm I'm a faithful Between Two Bears listener. I, I love the lies y'all tell. It's probably my favorite highlight of the week. I am well, too. We, can I ask a question? Because things are starting to uh, build up against my guy Evan. Uh, first, y'all lost the first game to BYU without their first two receivers. That's and a good team. Was, That's a hard environment was, to play in. <laughs> it was after was no hours. Between two bears. There was no Between Two Bears episode after that game um, that week. And now, after the third Baylor loss to the lowly Mountaineers, Baylor is uh, Evan is once again MIA. So I'm just starting to keep note of these things that Evan might be running well, from the grind. Matt, let let me let those. me tell you why. Let me let me just stop you right there and let me tell you why because over here on this side of things we like to live healthy, balanced lifestyles. Okay? And we realize that there is more to life than just football. For instance, maybe going out on a date and building strong interpersonal relationships, right? <laughs> maybe maybe it's Helping to raise a family, doing your fair share around the house, right? Maybe it's enjoying some other hobbies, maybe getting out into the fresh air, you know? And then you come back next week and you beat the dog shit out of Kansas. It's just about, it's about balance, okay? It's about Can I balance. ask you a question? So Evan's about, out right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want, I want to ask you a question about something you said. You said, you know, enjoying family, going out on dates. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. dates feel better when you've only lost two games or when you've lost three games? That is a great question. I don't know. It's you know, it's it's kind of irrelevant. You know, you're just out there. You're just enjoying the person who's. Maybe it's not. Maybe you don't talk about football, right? Maybe you're just deepening that connection. Maybe it's not surrounding football. Maybe you talk about Keontae George, the incoming Big Twelve Freshman of the Year under Scott Drew. Maybe you're talking about Baylor being AP top. Uh, you know, AP number five in basketball. Maybe you're talking it's about football those seasons. Sports. Hmm. It's football Pardon? season. Now, after you get the third loss, football, football season. season is over, brothers. They, they thought they were winning the Big 12. They got the third loss. Okay, football so so let's, 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 let's zoom out here just a second. See, I need it to be basketball season because that means I can, I can check out emotionally. I need that. <laughs> this is a good idea. String. I, I y'all are, y'all are all strength ranked. Hey, yeah, like, string. Here's the fucked up part. A&M's good. <laughs> hey, are they? Adams are ten votes away from the top twenty-five, and they yeah, they're going to be. That they're like number twenty-six or twenty-six yeah. in the country right now. All right, so here's here's the thing. 
You, I, I don't know if this might approach promo, but it probably won't get all the way there. I'll be careful. Baylor's not out of this. Baylor has two conference losses. Guess how many conference losses Baylor had last season when they went to and won the Big 12 championship? I'm going to guess Think about two. that. No, man, you are perceptive. Do you think that Baylor is, is winning the rest of their conference games, Matt? Is that what you're saying on this podcast? There are there are a lot of Texas fans that like to jump to conclusions. I am just pointing out a fact. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I am saying last season, two conference losses. This season, two conference losses. Did you have two conference losses uh, before the end of October last year? Oh, big calendar guy, huh? Just a big calendar guy. Big into dates and stuff, okay? All right, interesting. Hey, 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 a question. What is going on with Blake Shapin? Is he he going to be playing this week, or is it going to be... The guy with the really Chiron Drones, the guy with the really cool name. Chiron Drone, no, hey, Chiron Drones. Drones. I love that name, man. Shout, shout out Pearland, Texas. Yep. Shout out Shadow Creek. Shout out South of the Beltway. That's where I, that's where I'm from. You got the same here. Chiron Drones. He is real. I don't think Shapin plays this week. He got hit. He got dinged up pretty good. He was having a um, real good first half too. Yeah, an amazing first half. He uh he he needs to learn how to slide a little bit earlier. Um, I, I won't put all of that on him, the hit that he took, but well, I doubt he plays. I, doubt I saw him, so that's the first time I've really paid attention to him, like, without a helmet on. And, like, he 100% looks like a guy that wouldn't slide like he needs to. <laughs> he got that look in his eye. like he just, Yeah, <laughs> he just, he's just like that just big, burly white boy with the haircut that you just know he ain't going to slide. Hmm. Right. He, he – um. He definitely looks like he's sliding because in his brain he goes, "Oh, coach told me to slide. I don't want to, <laughs> exactly. but coach told me to." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Somehow ends up doing Matt, a hey, somersault. Yeah. Matt, have you ever seen the movie uh, *Requiem for a Dream*? Have you ever seen this movie? No. Give me like a ten-second plot synopsis. It's about that movie drug has a great soundtrack. Can it's, I it's, it's about what? Soundtrack. Great and soundtrack. The, but the reason why the movie works is because it's people. It's all these different stories of drug addiction. But as the story starts to get deeper and people become more addicted to drugs and end up in worse situations, the, the mm-hmm. music speeds up and the soundtrack speeds up and everything feels like it's going a thousand miles an hour by the time you get to the end of the movie, right? So that's how the movie uh-huh. works. That's yeah. how the game was on Thursday. When drones came into the game, obviously Shapin was having a good game. When drones came in, he looked very calm, very collected. And I said, I was tweeting, I was like, this drones kid is actually real. Like, I know that. I always mm-hmm. shit on the Baylor quarterbacks, but this kid is actually real. He's got talent. He's young. He looked very comfortable out there against the modern defense, which isn't really a defense. But as things started to devolve and the game started to get really tight, you got that pressure time. Drones threw a really bad pick, and then JT Daniels followed that pick up by throwing a really, really bad pick. When Maybe. They were going in to win the game. <laughs> yeah, not a worse pick, but almost as bad. Yeah, it was definitely situationally no. worse, just because like man, like you can't. You've already got the game in your hand, JT Daniels. Like, just don't throw the ball away. And he literally just threw the ball away. But I like that drones kid. But that's the only confidence I have for Baylor because you can't lose to the Mountaineers after y'all put them in the Seltzer ranking. <laughs> what were they? What were they in the bottom tier of the Seltzers? They were. They were in the bottom tier of the Seltzers. By the way, Sonic sent us a, an entire pack of Seltzers. Their tropical pack. And uh, we have a new worst flavor, and uh, we'll be we'll be bringing those out for basketball season. I it is sitting right here in front of me. I won't reveal it. It is abhorrent. It Texas is, abhorrent. is ranked number three in the conference by most polls. So I'm glad that Texas won't be appearing in that bottom 
tier flavor uh, seltzer. And I'm yeah, that's what the stupid. Seltzer. That's what the stupid computers say. Um, but yeah, so Morgantown, <laughs> Morgantown sucks. It's just an awful place. It, like when I when they read the transcript of this podcast in their farmer's almanac, they'll they'll probably be mad that I said so. But it, like nothing good ever happens there. It, it's just Especially an awful place. Bayless, and I, it, they've never won it, there. Has never won. It's crazy. It feels ever. like it feels like uh, the entire fan base and team went ah shit. It's Morgantown. Like in about the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just not much we could do like about that. But yeah, it was it was, it was the, not a good loss. Can we talk about the Baylor defense? Because even though Shapin was out there doing everything he could do in the first half and, and lighting them up, that Baylor defense could not get off the field, and I was disgusted by it. I didn't know. Well, we figured out why. Defense. We figured out why. So I want I want the Texas fans to to lean in real close and, and listen up. So there is this defensive concept. Um, that Baylor like started subscribing to like around like the beginning of the rule era. Okay. And it's called like sending players to the NFL. And um, so we've been doing that pretty often lately. And you know, it has a slight detriment to your current team. Um, But when you guys get around to being consistent, then then you'll, you'll probably hit that. Matt, can I ask you you a question? Did y'all send any further more players to the NFL between the time where all your fans picked Baylor to win the Big 12 and when you lost in Morgantown? Because y'all knew how many NFL Excellent players you question. lost. I'm sorry. Before you're going you to have to add a couple more qualifiers onto that. <laughs> I was told we that have... Baylor was winning the Big 12, and that definitely was not told, despite losing all this NFL talent that y'all lost, which you did lose, that y'all were going to lose every... in Morgantown. I need everybody to lean in once again because i got i got to run here for a second in 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 just a second because i again living a balanced life right i have a baby to take care of i have a loving wife that i'd like to go is it balanced because y'all are three and three yes that's when you can really balance your life like three wins and three losses so it's like no it's it's just about it's just about not getting too high or too low but i want everybody to lean in real close to their old timey radio because y'all have never won a national title We have won a national title, actually. Um, Football. So I, I just want everybody to lean in real close. Uh, Baylor is still winning the Big 12. Oh, you don't really there it that. is. You don't really believe that. I, I absolutely believe that. Wow. And I'm recording it, this, so just so you know. When it happens, it I'm recording it. Lies. I'm recording. You don't, have, you don't have to tell me because you make me get on my own damn computer and record in some janky-ass program because you can't figure out how to spend 40 bucks on a streaming platform like the real podcasters over at Between podcast. Two Bears. Big 12 champions, Baylor Bears, 2023. Man, get the fuck out of here. We're talking about football. We're not talking about basketball, brother. Like, well, how did Matt, you get there? Can can me and Teach come back on between two bears when it's the oh Texas Baylor game? I can't wait. I'm coming. I'm gonna when it's the when it's the Texas Baylor game. If if you can come up with another anecdote about like you know cursing the church or something like that, I've I can made I'll, a I'll, I'll for that, it. brother. That's why we're four and two right now. We, y'all have the sets of rankings. We're gonna come on there and we're gonna rank something else. We're gonna rank uh, slabs of meat and barbecue, and we're gonna put Baylor in the bottom tier of of the barbecue. I guess that would be like. Chicken, I'm about to say, wings. you got to be careful with that. There's, there's, like, what there's you, no bad yeah, barbecue, like, baby. You gotta, there's no watch bad watch barbecue. Watch so big and I think that's the point. The even when Baylor's bad, even when Baylor's bad, they're still better 
than than most other foods. They're just the worst cut of that? barbecue. You know, when even when yeah. they're bad. Okay, yeah, good. and in you both scenarios, Bevo dies. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. See you, man. Right, man. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Amazing. So, so now that we're done with Baylor lies, we can go into the other lies that we're told this week. We might as well start with Michigan and Penn State. I feel like I have the duty to talk about that game because somehow I've been chosen as the Big Ten representative for this podcast. And let me tell y'all this. I've never seen so much a single back formation in my life, and I don't think I want to see it anymore. I didn't know that people were still taking snaps under center in 2022, but apparently that's what Michigan likes to do a lot of, and that's what Penn State likes to do a lot of. But in this game, Michigan did a way better job of, you know, running the ball because Good. they had 418 God, yards rushing. They ran for miles. They had. They had two players rush for a 160-plus yards, yeah. two separate I'll tell plays. you, that, that offensive line coach, he's good. He's a young dude, yeah. Sharon Moore. He is good. He's elite. He you want to know who's not good? The defensive coordinator of the Penn State. Yeah, Indiana. that's about right. That's Manny Diaz. No, I think we should God take it a little bit further than that. I mean, y'all got it. Manny Diaz is really, really good. I, I, you stop this right <laughs> now. That this Auburn no, agenda no. that you have. <laughs> Listen. Oh, man. I think as a slender People podcast, forget. we have to keep the slender where it needs to be. Our issue is James Franklin. He's a fraud. Damn. You know I don't like shitting on black coaches, but I think that James Franklin is definitely a fraud. So, yeah. I, I used to I, love him, and now I am very concerned. They ha- He still hasn't beat Ohio State, I don't think, like since like 2015 or something like that. And they've lost their last hey, it three. It happening this year. Uh, last three against Beating Michigan. Beating Auburn doesn't move the needle for anybody. And that's you know, all he's done. You Not know who he Auburn, reminds me of? Sure. He, he, reminds me of? He reminds me of a poor man's Brian Kelly. Because, like, you yeah. look at his record, he's got 7-6, 7-6, 11-3, 11-2, 9-4, 11-2, then goes 4-5. And, and now he's a, like, he, he, he's a poor man's Brian Kelly right now. I don't, I don't know what James Franklin is, like, good at other than looking like the dude from Key and Peele. Like, I don't he's know that he's recruiter. talented at anything No, he else. does recruit. He recruits well. He I recruits mean, well. well. He recruits well. well. And they keep that, that consistency, but it's very clear year to year that they're, they're still not that upper echelon of the Big Ten teams that are going to truly challenge. I would you wonder how like – and Peele, you can recruit kids. Like, yeah. They're going to just think that they saw your skits. Like, they're yeah. going to go to your school. It makes sense. I, I, what's weird is that, one, like, multiple people have told me that if I, of all the celebrities that I look like, it's that same dude. If you see him without glasses and a beard, he looks like me, and it's very creepy. Uh, but I, I guess, like, I wonder if Penn State coaches are, like concern, – or Penn State fans, are, are they, like, good with what's going on, especially with Matt Rule being back on the market now? Like, uh, you know, I, I wonder how they're feeling about that. I wouldn't think. I mean, I would. I would think they were before this game. I mean, it, it no, kind of changes things a little bit when you find where you're at in that pecking order again. They're seven and when six you, last year, you, four and five the year before. When you play a schedule like they've been playing, you don't know. Even though you're undefeated, like they knew. Like this, I, I keep going back to this game, but I can't stop. Purdue was better on both lines than Penn State. Like it was clear that they were they were dominating them up front, and they should have won that game. So I think that we've been aware of the fact that Penn State has some issues. What we didn't know was that if, whether Michigan was real, because they also haven't played they ain't played And shit. I think that we saw that Michigan is real. Maybe Penn State's actually not as bad as they look, but Michigan looked like they were real. And I, I, I didn't want to give them 
any cool points until they actually saw him against somebody, but they ran the ball down their throats. I mean, That's honestly, crazy. the Big Ten doesn't matter until it's Michigan, Ohio State anyway. You know, ain't no other team in there with the damn. Like, maybe maybe Illinois. You know, Illinois, at best, going to go 8-4. and four. You know, at the best that they're going to do is go, it's going to be Michigan versus Ohio State, and that's it. When does Michigan play Illinois? They play Illinois right before Ohio State. So, like, we're going to be waiting until the last two games of the season to find out anything about them going yep. forward. Damn. I hate the Big Ten. Yeah, well, Big and Ten Ohio sucks. State, I mean, Ohio State is just Ohio State, man. They're just rolling through everybody. Like we talked about, other than that Notre Dame game, every other game they've won by an average of 35-plus Which points. is so weird. Like, that Notre Dame game has aged so horribly, but then you see all their other games, and they're just – that joyless murder ball we love to talk about with all the teams in the country that are really good. Joyless at murder ball. But who? I mean, Notre they Dame. don't play anybody. I, I feel like we're going to be screwed in this playoffs, especially this year, because we're going to automatically have Clemson in, who I don't think is good. We're going to have one of these Big Ten teams in, who I don't think is all that great. Yep. And we're going to be wrong. You don't think of, Ohio State's good? You're going to get no, Ohio, You're going to get Georgia, and you're going to get who else? That's, that's the other question. Right Tennessee. Georgia, Tennessee, it's be or Tennessee. Alabama. What about Tennessee? Georgia, Tennessee. I mean, yeah. There's a world where you could have all three, Bama, Georgia, and Alabama. You could also have well, how, how, do you, no. how do you think that's going to happen? Because, I mean, okay, to, so yeah. Tennessee just beat Bama. Tennessee's yeah. got to play Georgia. If they lose to lose Georgia, if they lose yeah. in Athens, and then they win out, they're one loss, Georgia wins out, then they go to the SEC championship. Alabama wins out. They go to the SEC championship. Bama beats Georgia in the SEC oh, championship. Shit. You've got all three potentially and in the one loss, And they're uh, all in. Now, all that, no, no, I'm not saying so this going to happen. It'll, it'll take some time. I'm fine with that if that happens, though. I, I, I think it's going to no issue. I think you'll see two. I think you'll see two SEC teams in, in there. I don't. I don't know about three. I think three would. I think that at three, the the, the voters will be like, help. "Hey guys, let's calm down a little bit here. You know, we got to throw right. somebody else a vote." A, a one loss. A one loss Big Ten team is getting in over one of those SEC yeah. SEC teams. Yeah. I could, I could close the loop on two of those conversations, but I think we should move to Alabama since we touched on it. Uh, Illinois, who we mentioned, they won again. And Notre Dame, who we also mentioned, lost to Stanford, which is not good. So bad. Um, like, that I mean, is terrible. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks, just like very briefly, just how bad Stanford is. And like then Notre Stanford Dame doesn't care, to man. Like Stanford doesn't even practice. Probably they're, they're so still bad. doing like they're in, they're in they are literally in school to be in school. They are not in school to play football. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, every FBS team has a win. And Notre Dame has a loss to two teams that have not beat any other FBS teams, that being Stanford and That's also nasty. Marshall. No, they have not beat another FBS team. So I like Marcus. They're losing to like the bottom of the barrel teams. Yeah. Marcus Freeman, is a, hand, he is a handsome man, but he ain't going to last. Well, well, and then nasty. they have the drama with Tommy Reese. Apparently, yeah. I didn't know he was like part of the contingency for him to get hired was that they had to keep Reese as the offensive coordinator. But that was yeah, a lot of people like him. Freeman won't I knew yeah. that was a big deal, yeah. You and it feels like it never works when you have the holdover guy in the in the staff from the previous organization that like has to be there because the fans have grown accustomed or like that guy. If these two people clash and you know, then it's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? This guy's got the institutional backing, but this guy's supposed to be the top guy. Yeah, it's a exactly. mess at Notre Dame right now, man. Yeah, it is. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's All right, nasty. let's talk about the game, the game. Give me your thoughts on what y'all thought Bama looked like this weekend. Oh, Dynasty's dead, bros. 
It's so dead. It's dirt nap. That's what dirt I- nap. Put them in the dirt. Fuck Bama. They're done. Turn that shit Saban's up. done. Me- For the 10th consecutive year, Bama Dynasty is dead. I'm actually concerned about Bama. Seriously? You should be. No, this team individually, I would be concerned about them. Yeah, this I mean, team individually. Week by and, week, they're looking like they're not going to be able to win it all for sure. And, hey, I want to go back to something that we have talked about over and over again. What did we hear in the offseason? All that bullshit about the tucking bullshit. in shirts and showing up to meetings on time and all yep. that other stuff. And yep. this Bama team has more penalty. I think I saw that they have more penalties out of than any other Power 5 team right now. They're leading yep, the country in correct. penalties right now. Like five, They have had 100-plus yards and penalty yardage for three of their five or six games. Yeah, like, like it's been a recurring in, but you're still playing like ass. Been a recurring they got a theme million penalties when, we, when they played at Texas. They got they got a million penalties. Like, literally kept Texas hanging around with our backup quarterback because they could not stop getting penalties. Yeah. They, they were very stupid. sloppy tonight. They were very sloppy this weekend. And, I mean, there were calls that went both ways. And yeah, both for sure. Bases had to I mean, to be fair. Bama, yeah. Bama, that pass interference they gave to Bama in the end zone that did not look like a pass interference kept Bama in the game. Like, Tennessee was, about, was a play away from – Getting the knockout punch on them because that was a fourth down. Yeah. Uh, in the in the in the red zone, if they don't if they don't get that call, now they're they're down ten and Tennessee's getting the ball back. So like, Bama was getting calls. They were sloppy and their defense, which we've all said since the first episode, we talked about them when they played Texas. They don't have the guys on the back end to keep up. They were getting torched in that second. Outside game. of Kool Aid, they have no one worth a shit Dude, in the Helms. secondary. In the safety, he was getting cooked vertically, like absolutely cooked. Blah, you know more about football than me because you played football. Why did the kid – obviously this kid had six catches, five touchdowns. I think he had a safety on him every time it happened. Why not just make an adjustment so that there's no safety on the only guy on the field who can stretch you deep? I have no clue. I don't know what the thought process was for them, but it, it, it just – what's I don't what's know. The sto- what's the story on Eli Ricks? Because I know he was one of their big gets in the transfer portal right. from LSU, a freshman All-American year, all that other stuff. Like played a, or was a junior. I guess this is his last year, and he comes to Bama and he's just nowhere. I don't know what happened to Eli Ricks because that I, like them being bad in the secondary is surprising. Because I thought he was going to be really good for them. Like he was, I mean, an elite corner at LSU, and all of a sudden he's at Bama and it's nothing. I don't know what's going on with that defense, but I will give props to. Bryce Young is really like Bryce Young kept them around He's in that him. game, man. He's him. He was making so many plays. Yeah. Jamar Gibbs is maybe the best running back in the country, and you know how much I love Bijan, but Jamar Gibbs, like he moves in a way that humans should move. The way he shifts, the way that he can go from zero to hundred, like the way that he moves, he is a superhuman. Like that, that kid was at Georgia Tech. That kid was at Georgia no, Tech. He's, he's wasting away. He's very Alvin Kamara skill set. Like he's he is I like that comparison. That guy. Like he he's really good. But yeah, Bryce. Yeah, Bryce was. I mean, Bryce. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, if they don't have Bryce, they've got three losses easily right now. Like, I mean, Facts. I don't. Facts. I don't think that's even debatable. Like, he's that good keeping them in these games, and like just the way that he just makes guys miss, makes it look so easy, and it's like the things that he's seeing at all the time. It, it just it blows my mind. Like, I get caught. I love watching football, and I love like seeing the plays develop, and you know, watching what's happening second, third level. But like. When I watch them play uh, from uh, objectively as possible, I can't help but just like watch him do what he does. Like he's so yeah. fucking good. It's crazy. Well, 
what's crazy is that over the past 10 years, like I remember Johnny Manziel, like there've been a lot of comparisons to Johnny Manziel. Like right. Bryce is like, he, he's like an incredibly rich man's version of John. He's got yeah, like he all the skill set that Manziel had, like, especially like maybe not running the ball quite that well. But one of the things that just impressed the shit out of me that he kept doing was like this little, you know, this little stutter step rolling out of pressure right. away from defensive linemen to find a pocket sees that pocket and keeps his eyes downfield and makes the throw. Like I used to see Johnny do that all the time. And I thought that that was like a once in a lifetime thing, but Bryce Young is doing that while making NFL throws. Like he, he's just yeah, like, it's nuts. The dude is unreal. Unreal. He had some throws in this game that were extremely nasty, but I will also, and, and I thought that he, even though like hooker was great, obviously, and hookers probably your leading Heisman candidate now after throwing six touchdowns on Bama, but like that, what, what, Hooker had to do. Hooker was having clean pockets a lot of the time, which is insane because you're dealing with Will Anderson. He had clean pockets. They had Bryce was taking hits, and he's not the biggest guy, and he was taking absolute damage to him. He just would pop back up and just make an NFL throw right after that. And I was just, I came away. He was the most impressive player on the field to me. I came away being even more impressed with him. But obviously, that Tennessee offense looks scary, guys. It looked. Blah was right. It's the best. String was right. It, it looks nasty. Who else was right? So stop with this. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Pablo was also right. Tennessee was missing their best wide receiver. You know, my oh, biggest takeaway right. from this game, though, <laughs> is the fact and that Alabama that. fans handled this awful. I've never seen a group whine and complain more. <laughs> every loss, though. It's every loss. I didn't Pablo's know they used to this. He says they're always like this. No, they because I mean I see it every time. Like I see it whenever they do lose these games, which is obviously few and far between. So that's why I can't wait until they go nine and three, eight they're and four. They're not going to make it. Know that they're, they're not going to make the firing their like defensive coordinator. They want and all they, the kids they gone. They can't handle it. They don't know how to act. It's just, they're it's not like, losing for the year, guys. That team is losing at least one more game. Like fifteen year. years. Fifteen years of being that elite. It, there's just no way it doesn't warp your. You warp your brain. Like, oh yeah, and for they, sure. They yeah. just don't know. They just not gonna know how to handle adjusting to like somewhat just being normal. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not gonna well, know how. But and and, here, and here's the thing too. Like, I, I I I I'm not ready to quite dance on Bama's grave just yet. I want to see what they do in a transfer portal this off season because they know they got holes and they got cash to go buy players some more power to them. But here's the thing about Bama. Like Tennessee played a really really great game. You know, Hooker was fantastic. Their offensive line was elite. Like, their defense was getting stopped. They only won that game by three points. So, as yep. shitty as, as much as we're talking about Bama. they gave Bama, up a million points. Exactly. More much as we're talking about Bama and got the skill players, it's just Jameer Gibbs and, and Bryce Young, and that's really about it. Brother, they put up 49 points in that game. And so, like, like while, you know – I, I do think that there's definitely this year's, just this season more than any other season. There's definitely a lot more like cracks in the armor of Alabama of like the Alabama myth ethos, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is they just lost the game 52 to 49. They could have won that game. You know, the game was absolutely, it was a winnable game for them. It wasn't as if it was like 52 to 28 and they scored 21 points back in the last like 30 minutes in the last 10 minutes or something like that. Like, Bama could have, so I'm not quite ready to like dance on their grave just yet. Um, 
So I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to think about that game. But but to your point, yeah, no, Bama fans are taking it horribly. I saw something somewhere that one of the Bama fans went through and saw the saw the roster of all the folks that had officiated the games. And he's like, oh, man, this is the same group that did the, the A&M versus Bama game oh last year. God. And they also did like some Auburn-Arkansas game from 2020 game. like that. Do you remember the, uh, the, the backward spike I don't remember with that Lowe? one. The backward I don't, spike I vaguely thing. remember that. So that was the COVID year. Um, we played them. And he went to spike the ball at the end of the game to kick the game winning field goal. And he spiked it like kind of backwards. So then. I they called the fumble. I remember this. So, but then they blew the whistle though because the ball was just kind of sitting there. Yep. And, you know, if, they, if it would have been live, like we had a receiver that probably would have just recovered it anyway. But it's just the whole controversy that surrounded it because they just like inadvertent whistle kind of thing. So then they just killed the down basically. We got to kick the field goal. We won, beat Arkansas again, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that's that's what happened there. So yeah, that's the same crew with those three games, which just does look bad objectively. <laughs> Bama fans, y'all gotta get it together. Like I, 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 there's obviously some issues with Bama, especially on the defensive end. But I, but I still think that they are. I mean, look at their schedule. They got Mississippi State next, who just lost to Kentucky. Then they got LSU. Uh, then they got Ole Miss, who we don't know if they're real yet because they haven't really no played anybody. And then they got Auburn. Like, that's, that's the regular season schedule, and they're definitely going to be an SEC championship game. And whether they play Georgia or whether they play Tennessee, See, but I they're going to be in that game. Georgia or out of the game. if they so had to play Tennessee I, again. I don't think they beat them because every so game that they have played some decent competition, Bryce Young has had to play out his mind. And I'm sorry, you can't expect that for every quarterback to every, yeah. you know, show up and be out your mind. I can't say that Tennessee's going to win for sure. Tennessee had this game on their home field with the, maybe the best crowd that anyone's going to have in the country right. at any point, and they won the game by three points with the nastiest game-winning kick you've ever seen. It looked like he threw a beanbag into the into the field goal post. Like, I mean, they got out of there. They played a good game, but Tennessee made some mistakes too, and I don't know if on a neutral field with another crack at it and Saban making some adjustments and not having Hyatt have a safety on Hyatt for the whole damn game. I can't say that Alabama's not winning that game. Yeah, I, I, I really – I mean, I don't know about this season. I am just really curious to see what Alabama does in the transfer portal because I think we may have talked about this. Like, they got they got two true freshmen, I think, on Ross. They got Jalen Milrow, who I don't think is going to play quarterback for him next year. Behind him, they got Ty Simpson and they got oh, uh, Eli Holstein, so two true freshmen this year. Um, who are coming in in 2023, and I don't. I would be shocked if Saban Hudson felt like Card he felt like he could go Alabama out and play a true next freshman year. next year. <laughs> Yo, it could be. It could be Hudson he Card. Would, honestly, like I've that said that up, multiple man. times. Like, I think he they would are, light it up in that type of offense. Alabama's losing Will Anderson. They're losing Gibbs. There you go, Pablo. Turn it up. It's the end of an era. <laughs> Dance on the grave. Put your hands in the the fucking dirt. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's. uh, I'm curious too. I mean, yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, I'm not gonna be delusional on that. Like they're about to just fall off and Saban's about to die or nothing like that. But no, it is it is a bit concerning this year individually. I mean, it it really is relative to the other good teams. They're losing Gibbs. They're losing Young. They're losing Will Anderson. Like that. Obviously, Alabama's always going to recruit well, but you don't know what's behind them and. You know, they've always been able to replace these guys that go pro. But that defense looks like, and that, I should say, that secondary 
looks like one of the worst secondaries for in that, the SEC. Though, like, for that their is, defensive line to, con- so to continually hit that, for too. Will Anderson to be as good as he is, for Dallas, was it Turner to be as good as they supposedly are? They aren't that dominant. You know, I think it's more so they on the inside they're missing guys. I agree. That's one thing that I've always noticed. When Alabama has really yep. cool, they have guys who control the front of that line, and they let – Always know, got that defensive tackle. Those yeah, guys, those they always got the free big up and space eater type dudes. defensive ends are now having to do <clears throat> so much to cover mm-hmm. up the other messes that they have. Yeah. No, it is. I also don't love the linebacking core. It's it's, it's just a, it's just weird to see a Saban defense toothless like that. And usually, when in the past, when Saban would get would really good guys and give up a lot, of, it'd be a guy like Johnny, a guy who's just running around improvising. And Hooker wasn't really doing that. Hooker was just sitting in the pocket. He was making some plays with his feet, but like he was really just throwing deep and throwing bombs right. on him, and it was working. Yo, I did about this too. Like when I remember before Bama played A and M in 2020, like uh, I was listening to Bud Elliott and he was talking about what is the way to beat Bama. And he was like, everybody thinks that the, you beat Bama with a du- with a dynamic dual threat quarterback. And he's like, that's not the way that you win. You win with a dynamic outside wide receiver and a quarterback that can get the ball there. You just and have so that day. you you gotta, you gotta have, have that, that. If you can if you can if you can stretch the field both vertically and horizontally, you can stress Bama. And what we've seen consistently. In the games that they've lost or the games that they've struggled in, I won't include A&M in there because I think that they contributed a lot to their own struggles in that game. But what we've seen in the games that Bama has struggled consistently, it's that. It's you got that guy that can beat you off the line and go downfield and you know make the defense kind of respect that a little bit. And they haven't figured out an answer to that yet. You know, and they, so there's so a, I don't... To, to piggyback off of that, there's a thread I saw today from Chris Marler that I don't know if y'all are familiar with him, the Vern Funquist Saturday Down South guy. But he's a Bama fan. He did this thread of like basically what you're talking about, you know, like the quarterbacks that have been able to have that kind of day and what it's taken, you know, to beat Alabama in those games. And so like, you know, there was quarterbacks, you know, there's a list of, guys that had like a 90-plus QBR. There's guys, you know, it's a handful that had 10-plus yards per attempt. There's only 10 teams have averaged seven yards per play. Um, eight of them were ranked, three won a Heisman, and then another one was Georgia Southern in 2011. That was a very weird game. And then <laughs> the uh, and then the six the six best single quarterback passer ratings were, you know, there's a list of, you know, so there's those guys, it's Cam, Johnny, Matt Corral, uh, Steven Garcia in that classic game, KJ Jefferson, and then Hooker today. And then there's only five players have thrown four or more touchdowns against Bama since Saban's been there. But only one of those guys has made every single one of those lists, and it was Hendon Hooker in that Hendon game. Hooker. Wow. Yep. Just for now, the guy from Ole Miss, he was at yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, he was at Ole Miss. It was crazy. Was, yeah, what's crazy, too, is that, like, Hendon Hooker, you know, you look at that team and you think that's what you got to get in order to beat Bama. Hendon Hooker is 24 damn years old. Right. Like, he is that's not a too. young cat. He was playing behind an offensive line that had, what, three seniors and two juniors on there. So that, like, that is not a normal setup for a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a lot that had to go right for Tennessee to, to, to end up. Well, in that game, you know, you do, you have to, I mean, they had two turnovers, but I mean, you have to play pretty clean and you've got to catch breaks yep. and you've got to have elite quarterback play. It's like, yep. Bama is just too good. They're too talented to overcome all of those things. And you only, they only won by three. And that, yeah, they, they won, won the last three. minute field goal, field. knuckleball like Bama, field goal. Bama had that weird, like muff punt that they gave them, you know, the short field yep. that directly led to the touchdown. Like, 
I don't think I've ever seen Saban as mad as when that kid. He was so mad, dude. So what can the we fuck talk about? Like, it was like he didn't know what happened. He was like, "Wait, did I miss something? Like, why would you do that?" This is an existential question. How old is Nick Saban? He's got to be like pushing seventy, right? right? Uh, like sixty-five. So he is seventy years old, exactly. So he's he's seventy, born in October thirty-first, nineteen seventy-one at the end of this month, like. He looks great. He he's he's in great shape. He's got great hair quit. color. You know, got great hair. Mercedes money night. keeps him going. You know, he got that money, like, brother. Yeah. Is that shit fun for him? Like, is that like, you know, nope, I, I, I wonder so. at that. I wonder at that age whether it's like a compelling that you have to compete, you have to win. If he's the type of dude like that's gonna die the second that he steps off the field because his life has no more meaning, or like if this is still like if there's still like a charge of energy, like a positive energy about it. You know, is he doing it because he has he to, step down. or is he doing it because he wants to? There has I don't to be know some level question. of enjoyment, I would think. But I yeah. mean, it's like guys that are just truly wired like that. Like I'm sure y'all saw some of the Tom Brady quotes from today, which one of them was quite hilarious about him like feeling like he was actively. Is that what he said during football season? But like those guys, yeah, 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 yeah. it was well, Kevin, it was crazy. Who was that kid? Uh, Kevin Soldier. Was kind of who said that? Soldier. Got the, the troops got bad. Yeah. I'm a soldier. <laughs> but it's like that's that mindset that those kind of psychos just have, man. It's like it's all they know, and like they just it's it's hard to turn it off. That's yeah. It's, uh, I wonder what. So I need Saban to listen to, as our guest that was previously with us here today. I need him to listen to Matt's advice. Find balance. Take some time <laughs> away. Go be a family man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Go be a family yeah, exactly. man. Go be a family man. It has big national implications. Is our USC Utah game. And let me let me start this off by saying game. this. First off, fuck Oklahoma and fuck Oklahoma fans. Because that was the fan base who had the most joy out of <laughs> I was this gonna go there too. anybody. Like, they stayed yeah. up. Yeah. They how much they are obsessed with that, man. And they're like, aha, Lincoln finally lost. He's still ranked. He's lost one game, not multiple fucking games. So, so that. Yeah. Their offense is pretty good. You want to talk about another team that. Offense was out there scoring all the points, and defense was just giving up points. It's USC to the point where Caleb Williams went over to the defense on the sideline during the game and was yelling at them, like, yeah. "Yo, y'all got to get it together!" Like, because Caleb was going up and down the field, like that game was high scoring. Yeah. But so was Cam Rising going up and down the field too, and he gives this rah rah speech to the defense, and they went right back out there and that continued wasn't, giving he wasn't up giving all the points and all the yards. They literally could not get a stop. Help me! <laughs> Help he was cussing me. about. Me. Yeah, <laughs> and hey, I don't, I don't want to give Oklahoma fans any credit, but that they, they got used to seeing that shit. They got used to seeing nah, Alex sure. Rich's defense sure. get run all over and stuff like that. that. So true. I can, you know, I can understand a little bit of Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude saying, "Hey, y'all are about get, to say, y'all are getting those hell of a drug." But like, I, I do like. I mean, I think after the game, Caleb Williams is walking off the field crying, and I'm, you know, I'm getting old. My empathy kicks in. I don't give a shit who you're playing. If the kid's crying, I'm gonna feel bad for the kid. But like, I think the Oklahoma barstool account or some shit was like laughing at him, being like, "Oh, this feels so good to watch this dude." Look cry. at this like, metrosexual like, crying. Like, like, what are you like? Like, <laughs> congrats on your toughness, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your plan is here. Like, leave the leave the kid alone, dude. Like, right. Even that game was lower scoring than the, what we had happen in, in Knoxville. Because that was 43-42, but those yep. teams were going up and down the field. And I, I do agree that that is, if you looked at, we just looked at some of the you know, the profile of the quarterbacks of Alabama losses. If you looked at the profile of Lincoln-Riley losses, 
you're going to see him giving up 40 plus points yeah, because that, sure. that's how he lost games at Oklahoma. Like, man, Caleb was out there doing everything he could do, but it's like you have to be able to get some stops. And again, Lincoln Riley had talented guys yeah. on the defense at Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley's got talented guys on the defense at, at USC. So he's got to figure out an answer yeah. because they really needed to go undefeated to be a playoff team. That's why Blas said this has natural intentions. I don't think the Pac-12 is going to get a playoff team yeah. anymore after this. It, well, if you, UCLA they don't have an undefeated team anymore. They have no route to get one. Yeah, UCLA's already yeah. lost. The, uh, didn't they? No, they did not lose yet. No. Oh, they're not winning up. But I you mean, still going to go? Could, you still going to go to the game? Yes, I'm going. I'm going to go to the Rose Bowl when they play USC. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be a fun one. And Oregon could also win out in the in the Pac-12. You can't lose by four. They got that so massive loss, right. exactly. Yeah, so it'll, it'll probably keep them out. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Honestly, if it's not USC, I don't see the Pac-12 getting into the playoffs. Like, it's it, it's going to be if USC Georgia, or nobody. If Georgia's even remotely in the mix, there's no way you can put Oregon yeah. in there. But like, if Tennessee can knock them out, and maybe you know how things work out, some Big Ten, you know, you get some help there. I could see a one-loss Pac-12 hey, in that scenario. You, you, you know that they that, play Oregon this weekend. UCLA plays Oregon this weekend. It's a top ten matchup. Like I, I don't want to go back to that. Uh, I don't want to go back to the SEC. But man, that Georgia Tennessee game. That like Georgia Georgia's big, another man. one of those. Georgia's another one of those but, joyless you know, murder ball teams. Like you know, they're you. they're gonna go. It'll that's gonna be a really interesting one to yeah, see. Yeah, there happens. have been times where Tennessee has. Yeah, they have been able to beat them, but I don't see them. Alabama. Can Tennessee win a big game in the SEC? By like twenty four to twenty one, for example, and and, and they it's do important that. to because that's what they're going to have to do. They're not going to they're going to score fifty points on Georgia because they're they're going on the road for this one, and we and we know and, that how much that yep. means. Yep. Can I give a brief shout out to Syracuse? Uh, I told you so. Syracuse is really good. Um. Yeah. Let's get a press. They, 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 they beat Clemson. Clemson State, and they didn't just beat them by a little bit; they dominated them. Hey, it's happened be before, man. Come on, Syracuse, please. Man, Tennessee hasn't come. I mean, have they? Haven't they gotten beat by Georgia like the last several years? Like, yeah. So the last close? time, last time they won was 2016, and I want to say that might have been a. When did a when, when did when did Kirby Smart get hired there? Kirby Smart it was, was right around that right time, wasn't it? Actually, yeah, it somewhere was. around that time. Yeah, he yeah. might not have been the coach so, yet. That might so have yeah, been the written. last. This is the last five years of Georgia Tennessee. Georgia has won all of these. 41-17. 44-21, 48 tour. Like, Texas is on their revenge tour. This is the same thing for Tennessee. Don't worry about it. Stetson is no – No, no, I'm not saying that they're going to crush them. I still think Tennessee will probably win, honestly. Tennessee is not losing the game. I don't think that that's been the last I said it. I told you to bet your mortgage on it, and nobody listened. Tennessee's still going to be in the playoffs because they're not going to lose any more games. The best scenario for Tennessee would be just go ahead well, and lose, I mean, and then not have to play Bama again. That would be you the know, best case scenario. For we them. didn't they, listen because no incentive to go win that game. We also didn't listen because betting your mortgage is just not sound financial you, advice. I, am, well, I was like, up big not a good idea. Like, I told everybody what was going to happen for multiple games. <laughs> Bet I mean, your mortgage. But from a week to week basis, you go from being up big to like no, being I'm homeless. You got kids, man. Like. Your daughter needs a place to sleep. You can't be giving the listeners advice of betting the mortgage, dude. Which means there's, I have a difference of 32 picks that I've gotten right for my total picks. I am, I am living life right now. Do you want to know about the irony of Oklahoma fans who last week lost 49 to nothing and said, "Oh, it's because we played our backup quarterback 
But then they were jumping up and down like they had just won the national championship. Yes. They beat Kansas with their back. With their back. nasty fan base. I hate Oklahoma how excited nasty. they are. Oh, and Oklahoma is nasty. Kansas. It's, uh, um, yeah, yeah, it almost looks exciting. They had 700 yards of offense against Kansas. Beating Kansas, even though they won the Iowa State. I'm going to say this, him on defense. I can't speak for that offense. Is Kansas quarterback, is Kansas State, uh, or is Kansas quarterback playing next week? Is Jalen Daniels playing, or is he done still? He's not playing yet. Yeah, I imagine he'll miss a few weeks. So I didn't know, I was looking at Iowa State's schedule earlier today. The four games that they've lost have been by yeah, combined. They're good. Their defense points. is really good. Yeah, and Hutchinson is an amazing wide receiver. Now they do have a good defense. We we got lucky to win that game. If Hutchinson, who was a great, he was great in the game, doesn't drop the long bomb, we lose the game. And so I, I'm not going to brag about that at all. I I almost I almost I don't know that I like the Iowa State head coach very much. He just seems like a dick. I, but I oh, almost, Matt Campbell sucks, dude. I almost feel bad for him with the way that they lost that game. Like, cause they, they, you know, like again, they, they, no, they, they it was there to be the had. Refs, the refs helped Texas out. And that, that was, was no targeting, brother. The you refs know, helped that, Texas. We finally made a damn the Big stop, Twelve. The Big Twelve should be fucking Texas hard right now, but they still helping them. Just like the replay that we saw posted by the social media, it was not targeting at all. Posted by the social media. We should talk about. TCU and OK State, the undefeated Big Man. 12 game. That was a good uh, game, too. That was Oklahoma a fun one. State was up as much as 17. 14, yeah, 14, 17. Spitzer Sanders did play. Uh, and, uh, Can TCU I tell you, I still am not a believer in either one of those. Uh, a, a double overtime. I, I think – I you, think they're you, like top ten good, but they're not like they're not like playoff challenger good. I'm I'm with you. I mean they're they're like top ten, fifteen maybe. Those are two of the worst two of the worst passing defenses in the country, and you and it looked like it because they were just out there throwing bombs. At, Word to Derek uh, Mason. It, it was it was it was it was bad. I think I think uh, before the game, Oklahoma State was like the hundred and hundred eighth ranked pass defense, and TCU was like the hundred first ranked pass defense. So it's bad. God damn. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with the unit of your team being ranked in the hundreds. It's fine. It's a normal thing. <laughs> you throw out of it. It's totally fine. Uh, TCU remains undefeated and uh, is sitting on top of the Big 12. And a uh, big comeback win for them. That was a fun uh, game. Oklahoma State's going to be uh, riled up. And now we got to go to Stillwater. That won't be fun. I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, what else yeah, we got? One last game go I kind of wanted to talk about with um, JMU losing to Georgia Southern. Ole Miss is undefeated. Damn, that's James crazy. Madison was ranked, and they shit the bed against Georgia Southern, which I correctly predicted and I bet on. So thank you yeah, for feeding did. the family again. Yes. You Wait, you bet on that? You are a sick like man. Well, that's, a Southern... ever, that's an evergreen question right there. Uh, you Why are a you sick, sick man. Southern beat somebody they're not supposed to beat. Hey, hey, how do you even go so far down the – I don't even know how you bet. How you go so far down the website? Oh, yeah. Well, that's like 36 George, games John, down John the list. Madison, yeah, so let me tell you, you don't need to get into are. my habits and my little ledger, but honestly, this is what I do. I look at games, and I say I have to pick 20 games that I feel confident at without looking into the stats. Just literally my eye – my eyeballs, what I see, you know, like that picture where they have like the advanced stats guys. How much Georgia sad. Southern have you watched, and how much JMU have you watched? Enough to have that gut feeling. Enough. So it's like they Teach. have that. You are real sick. Where is James Madison? Look, oh, that's right. Oh, oh no, we already did this one. I know that's yeah. why it's funny. 
That's in Virginia, right? Yeah, yes, that's yes, that's 100% correct. Like, look, how much like George Madison mean. have you watched? How much drugs have you done, blah, enough? Look, it's the, like, the... It's that meme where the guy was like, the advanced analytics guy is sad looking out the window, and yes. then it's the guy was like, he's got that dog in him, he's just smiling. That's him. me. So then I watch the games, pick, and that's then... That's his games, off vibes. Yep, I go to ESPN Pick Center, plug, I don't know if ESPN wants to sponsor us, and then I just look at the breakdown, because it gives you an amazing breakdown, and then I bet from there. It's it's a foolproof plan. Flip your foolproof. money. You cannot Put go your mortgage on it. It, it feels like every year Georgia State catch somebody slipping who they're not supposed to catch. Yeah. Every year there's somebody losing to Georgia. State. It's, it's they still got that. Right. That's the that's the coach that was over at USC, right? Well, Helton, right? Yeah, yeah. Clay Helton. Yep. Yeah, Helton. good coach. I met him. Very nice guy. Yeah. I met him right when everybody knew he was about to get fired. Though so it was bad. It was not good vibes around the USC program, but still, he was a nice guy. Um, hey, blog. So what happened? Mississippi State lost to Kentucky. Yeah, so apparently Oregon that State, game, they just again, like, I've been telling y'all all year, Oregon State is good. Oregon State Mississippi beat State just be didn't run the ball that game. They just didn't even attempt yeah, they, to run the ball. That, that, no, I don't they, know they what really happened. They couldn't, though. They tried a little huh. bit. I think they only had like two yards of carry or something like that. Interesting. Don't worry about their offense because they got an easier opponent coming into town this week. They play Bama this week. Yeah, they play so. Bama. Nice bounce back. Nice bounce back game for Mississippi State. <laughs> Bama is losing at least three games this year. I want to be on the record for that. No, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, I don't know about three. Bro. I can no, get not. you to two. They play Austin. No, I'm saying they play three Austin total. P. They like, three total. P There's two more losses this year. Yeah, I could. They I might could, lose a bowl game. I could see this but, being like an eleven and three or eleven and. In ten and three kind of a year, I could see that. I could see that yeah. maybe. If Bryce doesn't get hurt, they're not losing another game before the SEC championship. I don't think. Hey Pablo, so, so what happened? I don't think they ran the ball ten times, y'all, and they threw the yeah. ball thirty-five. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like they yeah. just like that, and that's what they went away the from it super early, like not having any. That's success. what Leach does. Guys. That's what Leach does. Like Leach. Leach will find that's something that works, and then for some reason, just decide to go away from it completely. Like 100%. what's weird is that like Mississippi State is it? They're a good run the ball team if they would just commit team. to it, but he can't. He he. That that's what that's what Mike Leach does, man. Hey, so so Pablo, what happened yeah, to uh, what happened with Ole Miss and Auburn? Oh, man. So, aside from the very start of the game, it went almost exactly like I would have anticipated. Because I told y'all, yeah, I told y'all we'd be able to run the ball on them when we don't run the ball on anybody. But for whatever reason, we can run the ball on Ole Miss. It's been that way the last three years. And but we spotted them twenty one <laughs> to start the game. We I mean we had like three consecutive turnovers to start the game. So you know Robbie was in there. He had a pick. He had a fumble. It's like okay, you got to clear his head. Harson pulls him, puts T.J. Finley in there. Offense kind of changes. We're back under center. That motherfucker fumbles his first possession. He gets strip sacked. <laughs> so then they pull him and put Robbie back in. And then Robbie was cooking there for a while. And so like you know, did he it post was, a meme after this game? Didn't T.J. Finley post? A meme? That was that was before. That was before. That was before the game. So it makes it even funnier that, like, he had another That's even funny because he like, had another turnover. Exactly. <laughs> so, he, um, so he, uh, yeah, so they spot him 21. We come back, tie the game, which was hell of a comeback. And, like, we actually, shout out to the middle eight. We actually won the middle eight for once, like the first time, really, against the Power Five team seemingly in ages. Um, so that was kind of nice. And then promptly – Lane just – he just got us. Like, he just outsmarted us. Like, they came down, they scored right after they went up, after we had tied the game. They came out, successfully recovered an onside kick, marched it right down, went up two scores, and then they just kind of held that – held off, you know, kept us at a at a distance there. And then lost by two scores. 
but it was a good game. We ran the ball. Our run defense was completely absent, which is very weird because normally most teams, would they're not going to run it on us at least. And, man, they, they ran for – what was it, String? Are you looking at the box score still? Uh, I, I can look at it real quick. Dude, they it ran was nuts. for a lot it was of like yards. 440-something yards. It was like – one of the worst rushing defensive performances like in Auburn history. Oof. Yeah, that's not good. 139 plus 136, that's what, 265 or 275? Yeah, they got they got you, man. They got like two – that's 290? Yeah. Yeah, they – That's about 350 yards right there. That gum. And, like, we rush for over 300 yards. So, like, how many games are you normally going to lose when you're running for over 300 yards? Like, not many. And they, Oh, shit, it says 448 yards. No way. Yeah, Ole, Miss only passed for a, Ole Miss only passed for 130 no, they, they yards. Kept, they kept Dart in check, but they couldn't, we couldn't stop the run. Yeah, it's very That's backwards wild. from what you would normally expect. Continue to pray yeah. for Pablo. Pray for me, please, everybody. Pray. Light some sage. Open up the Koran. Like, whatever you got to do, do it for me, please. Colorado got a win, so now every FBS team has a win. Colorado beat Cal. Good job, Colorado. We're happy for you. Looking ahead to week eight, I feel like week eight is going to be – it's one of those hard things to follow up because last week was amazing. I mean, they were games from start to finish. It was a a fun week of football. I'm going to tell you right now, bye weeks are so great. I love bye weeks, man. Like, they got that every day should be Saturday. I'm going to do every week should be bye week, man. Like, I actually enjoyed football last weekend. That was fun. (laughs) Well, brother, you're back in action this week. I get to tap into that this week because we finally finally have our break and we've got our bye week this week. Thank the Lord. So starting with our twelve o'clock game, some of our big games. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say a big game because I'm gonna. This is a fucking lie. Ohio State's playing <laughs> Iowa. If you watch yeah, that's it, not watch a big it. Game. But no, that's nah, not a um, big game. Um, Clemson Syracuse is our big twelve o'clock worst. game. And I, I that'll I'm, be a fun I'm, one. I'm watching the line string. I'm going to tell you if you want to throw a little something on there, I'll text you tomorrow, <laughs> let you know for sure. But I'm watching the line for that game because I I got Who a you feeling taking? about and what's it. What's the line? Let's see. Hold on. I want to say it was Clemson minus 13 and a half. 13 huh, and a half. That's yeah. a lot. I just need to is get to 14. Clemson? If it gets to 14, I'm in. Okay. That's going to be a great game. Odie and Galela is having a pretty decent season right now. He's playing pretty yeah, he, well. He's gotten better. He's turned it around. Yeah, he is. He has definitely gotten better. better. They look a lot better. That offense, that offense last year would be times where they literally look like they didn't know what they were yeah. doing. And they've had a lot less of those times this year. And I, I think DJ's really turned the corner. He's a yeah. And Will Shipley has went off every single game. That kid Man, is amazing. Will Shipley is really him. He's really him. That that That's my fear of trying to pick Syracuse. But I agree that if it gets up to that 14-15 range, they're probably going to pick Syracuse. Yeah. Um, Kansas plays Baylor, and Evan isn't here, but he told me he's cutting a promo. So we're di- putting in a de facto promo here that Evan cut against Kansas. And if he... You come back the next week and they lose against Kansas, then, you know, it's just another string of lies told by Baylor fans. This game should be fun because it's in Waco and neither one of these teams play any defense. So it should be a fun game. Uh, I just wish Kansas had their real quarterback out there. But Jason Bean is more than capable of beating Baylor. Hey, we just need Kansas We need Kansas to get to that sixth win one way or the other. I just don't want to see them go 5-2 and, and end man. up losing like five straight. They better get there before they see Texas. Yeah, please well, get ball know, eligible before you play us, please, Lord. Leave everything out on the field. That much I know. Oklahoma uh, State, Texas. Teach, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not cutting a promo, but I'm not either. Okay, but what's uh, your thoughts? Well, on the one hand, their pass defense is really bad. 
On the other hand, although Iowa State does have a pretty good defense, I thought our offense was very, very jumbled. We made a lot of mistakes that Oklahoma State didn't cause. <clears throat> so, and this is also Quinn's first true road game, and Stillwater is not a quiet place to play, and it's a place that Texas has historically just had problems. By first, like, every time we go there, even back in the Vince Young days, it feels like we would always get down. So, Stillwater is just a, play, a little house of horrors for us. So, all that being said, I'm not going to put a promo. I do think we should be able to move the ball on them. There's another rumor coming out, like last week, that Spencer Sanders won't go, and it looks like they just played him last week because they were trying to stay undefeated. Uh, but he looked like he might have tweaked something in the game, so he might not go. If Spencer Sanders doesn't play, Texas is going to dominate this game. But if Spencer Sanders play and is healthy, uh, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. Uh, I, I won't, I'm not going to bet it. Uh, I don't know what to call it, but I think this will tell me a lot. Going on the road and seeing how we deal with that environment will tell me a lot about the team because Iowa State kind of – took away some of the shine that I thought we had. I do you, like do you think the play. line is reflective of Spencer Sanders not playing? Yes, because yes. it was it was Texas. It was around Texas three and Texas a half, minus, and it's gotten all the way up. It's gotten all the way up to Texas uh, minus six. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that it's has something weird to do to with see. the quarterback. Playing on the road and you're number yeah. 20 versus number 11, that's a weird thing to see, a minus six yep. for the road team. What were y'all, so what were y'all favored against games. Iowa State? What was the line against Iowa State? 14, uh, 16, 10, 16, 16, 13, it was high. We didn't cover it, I'll tell you that much. See, that that was my only question. I think Texas has all the talent in the world, but I, I, I have yet to see Texas put together one of those dominant offensive performance against a run-of-the-mill kind of a game. Like, he, Sark will scheme his ass off against a Bama. He'll scheme his ass off against an OU. You put him out there against a the Baylor. You put him out there against an Iowa State. You know, I, 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 so that, totally I had the coach. feeling... Yeah, I had the feeling this game. I had the feeling the Iowa State. I didn't think y'all were gonna lose, but I didn't. I didn't think that it was gonna be a blowout. And when y'all were like we close late, I'm like, that sounds game. about right. You know, that's perfectly fine. I don't know, but I mean, but this one, I, I, I really don't know. It depends on which Sark shows up and which, which Oklahoma State shows up. I don't know which one. Right, I don't know which way it's gonna go. Down from what I think. Tulane is ranked. Tulane yeah, is ranked. 25th. Yeah, twenty fifth. Tulane is him. But for oh, this shit. this Texas game, here's my bit. The worst kind of highway. That's right. There you go, Ever. Thank you. For Texas, we Stinks. normally don't pull out that game. Like, that's the game we always lose in the past couple of years. And we talk about yeah. how Evan said this. You're and right I, about hope, that. I hope Evan hears this while we were playing 2K. He was like, I see what you say about teams <laughs> having to learn how to win. Like, it is really something. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a really big thing. That team, again, normally loses that game. But what I love to see was when the game was on the line, our young offensive line absolutely does. Yeah, that last drive was solid. Graded the hell yeah. out of Iowa State and ran the ball down their throats, and that was big for me. Um, yeah, and one I, other and thing I, I'll I, say, I think Texas, I, like String says, Sark plays in the Texas plays up and down to their competition. That's just their yeah. all, they've always done that. Hate that. And I think that's why this game they're going to play well because it, it still has big implications for the Big Twelve and everything else. So we'll win. We'll do good against this game, and then we'll blow some other shit game later in the year. Are you not scared of the defense? That they had a no-name quarterback out there that was just swagging all over hey. us. It felt like the Texas no, Tech Hutchinson is really good, like very... really insanely good. So I knew he was going to be an issue. And when Watts went True. out, we really had nobody to cover him. I mean, PFF had True. Hutchinson the top-rated wide receiver this week, and I was like, how? When you literally yeah. kind of lost the game, but he's a, he's but amazing. That, but he was that he's good. Insane. He was down, he he was going crazy on us. But 
if a, if a no-name quarterback with one receiver threat could do that, Spencer Sanders is not anybody's next Peyton Manning or anything, but he can run. That's something we've struggled with already this year. Moxie. He can run a little bit. And he's got a lot of weapons. But so go look at the stats. Nobody has I'm stopped Peterson all year. Literally, it's like his receptions are like 70 and the second guy's like 10. Like, literally, they just say, fuck it, he's down there. Let's throw it that way. We still got to play Quentin Johnson, too, from TCU. I'm scared of these little super wide receivers that they got. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, they, Oklahoma like State is going to throw up some points. Like, I mean, that's just. Yeah, they're, they're going to put up some it. points. It'll be, it'll be interesting it's to see what happens. Shootout, we, Texas wins I, I, by I'm 14. starting to think that our, our, our defense is very good. Uh, Watts was back in practice, which makes me happy. But I'm not the biggest Watts fan, but obviously we saw what was behind him. That freshman came in the game. Got jerked immediately. I said, "Oh, get this, get him out, get him out of the game." Kane can't catch the ball. I don't know what we're doing at our wide receiver three. Kane, uh, he was open a couple times. Quinn missed him, and then all of a sudden, Quinn hit him for a bomb, and he just dropped it. Like he's, just, like, I don't know. See, there, there, I, there I, was, I was some of that going around, there. dropping bombs to win games, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Nasty stuff, bro. All right, Oregon, UCLA. Mia Strings, UCLA Bruins I'm, I'm, are undefeated. I'm riding with UCLA. I'm riding with UCLA. Guys, Bo Nix is winning this game. Yeah, this is where this is going to be where Bo reinserts himself back into the the national conversation with a with a big win. Pablo, would you take Bo Nix back? Of course, you would. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I think I think we've got. I mean, it's it's. We might have you seen be... TJ Finley play football and and Rashford? Bro, like, bro like, we might we back. might have one loss if we have Bo on the team right now. Like we probably lose to Georgia, That's but a like big I lie. think that I don't Penn State that. game is entirely different. I don't know about that. I like uh, you, but you lie. Bo Nix has been like, really no. good, y'all. So like, hear me out. Post Georgia, Bo Nix has been really good. Yeah, right. No, I mean, I mean, you had to expect him from last year. Like he never turns the ball over much. Like I don't know why. You know, everybody has that mantra with him. Like. Do you know two of the longest, two of the top five streaks in the SEC history of passes without an interception? Bo Nix owns two of those. <laughs> like, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. And, like, he would have been another year in the system, senior quarterback. Like, there's no reason to expect he wouldn't have been better than what we're working with. Y'all can't block. That's a low bar. That's true. But you but can if go we start can at already, left tackle right now. They can run the ball. Him and Tank, they might, they might be able to neutralize all the pass rush and, and – but y'all are Figure acting like we don't already see that shit. I mean, I know what that is. I'm saying you're changing <laughs> you're changing the factor of Bo versus back the person that's turning it over four times a game like that. He ain't doing that. We Next beat LSU. Game, this, we beat LSU for damn sure. This game is in Eugene, and I think Bo Nix is about to show out on UCLA. But this is a great this is this is why why Bo Nix is there. Bo Nix is brought here to win a top ten game at home. In the Pac-12, that's why you go get a Bo Nix, and I think that he's going to go win. The Listen, game. the 3.30 slate, I don't know if um, we have any female listeners. Um, I don't know. We may have a few, but this is the time not to have your husband go to Hobby Lobby, and I hope my wife is listening to this. But at 3.30, <laughs> it's an amazing slot. I mean, we have Texas, we have UCLA, and then we have Mississippi, Ole Miss versus LSU, and Ole Miss is literally plus one and a half, and I don't get this line of string. I don't know if you paid your mortgage yet, but if you haven't, <laughs> this is the game. Wait, put, who this are you putting put it out? You betting on Ole Miss? Ole Miss, absolutely. Okay, I can explain why the line is what it is. Ole Miss hasn't played anybody. Nobody yeah. knows if Ole Miss is good. Have you watched LSU? In, hey, in, L- yes. So, we've seen LSU play good teams, though. That, so, they've seen LSU play a Florida State. They've seen LSU A Florida State play. teach? I mean, Florida State's not great, but Florida State, Florida State would beat everybody that Ole Miss has played. No disrespect to Auburn, 
maybe Auburn would keep the game close with FSU, but everybody else that Ole Miss has played FSU would blow them off the screen. So I'm, I'm willing to give LSU the benefit. I'm I'm willing to give LSU the benefit of it after after watching them what they did to Florida this weekend. I don't know how good Florida is either, but um, after watching what they did to Florida this week, I'm willing to give LSU the benefit of the doubt about potentially being a program that's trying to figure shit out right now. And like, you know, I could see some of the promise eventually of what they're gonna be. So I could I I don't know, man. I I think that Ole Miss is gonna Ole Miss is gonna have their hands full at this one. I agree. I think this is going to be a very close game. And I will mention, this is more for my propaganda for next year. Uh, that Richardson kid had an 82-yard touchdown run, and it looks phenomenal. But Florida is kind of a mess right now. Uh, and I don't know if Napier is good yet. I can't I can't tell. They're kind of a mess. And I, I didn't love the hire, to be frank. So I don't know what Florida is. But LSU impressed me a little bit, although the game was closer than I would have liked. I think LSU is going to play well in this game. I like Jaden Daniels. And I just maybe Ole Miss is good. Maybe they are. I just haven't seen it yet. And do not letting Auburn run down bet. the field down the field like that. So that, that was the weird thing, though. That was the weird thing because coming into that game, they were top twenty nationally in run defense, and we were like a hundred and fifth in rush offense, and we ran it all over them. So that's very strange. So now I don't know yeah, what right, to make right. of that. Yeah, I'm right now, Ole Miss confident. is like coming yeah. into this game. I I still. I still feel like Ole Miss was overrated coming into that game, and then now it, yeah, I can't help but feel that way watching the team I've watched not run on anybody, just gash them over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, Ole Miss is basically making all their money based on that num- that win over Kentucky, at yeah, twenty two exactly. to nineteen. That's basically what they, that's that's the only thing that's propping up their schedule right now. Besides that, they got Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Vandy, and Auburn. Pretty bad. The forty two to nothing. That's true, but it's still Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia I mean, Tech I don't know how sucks. good Georgia Tech is. Yeah, like they won a few games now that they fired that coach. They got a few wins with the, with the interim. They got a win over Pitt and a win over Duke, which is a good win because I love Mike Elko. But, like, I don't know, man. The other you know big 330 game is BYU with Liberty, and I heard Herschel Walker is doing the coin toss. That was why. <laughs> Whoa, did y'all see what Arkansas did to BYU? Man, Arkansas, like. Bro. Oof. Another BYU Baylor trash. Yeah, that, more... that BYU Baylor game is not aging well at all because every no, week no, after, like Bay- BYU is getting cooked by people, and like Arkansas is falling off from what everybody thought they were, and they just put up like six hundred and fifty. They lost three straight, and then they put up a million yards on BYU. Yep. Yeah, beat them pretty bad. For the record, I mean, before we get too far away from it, Ole Miss is losing three plus games this year. There's no way. Damn. I think what what y'all are saying right now between Blonde between Blonde Pablo, we're saying that that Ole Miss Bama game is going to be a bit of a mid off right now. I think that's what the what? the yes. general consensus is. <laughs> Why was the Ole Miss game empty when the game started like that? What's up with that, bro? Fandom? So bro, he's, thought, been, he's been complaining about Ole Miss it a lot. Like that's Ole Miss like tailgating that, that, in the quad. I mean the Grove, yeah. but and that was he's a, been that complaining was a, about it all year. That They're was a top 11, ten team, and they have Lane Kiffin. What's the issue? That it was an eleven a.m. kick. I mean, to be fair, it filled in. Yeah, it was it was eleven a.m. game. Yeah, it's an eleven a.m. kick. Like that's just all Miss, man. Like that, that, it'll fill in. But unless it's a night game against a big opponent, or it must if, if it's a night game against a big opponent, sure, it's a great environment. If it's a day game, those kids don't give a shit about football. Oh, why? Because there's nothing else going on, and like what, like. I mean, they, what, like, what is keeping their attention away from football? I, I think that I think that football just isn't as big of it's a deal a cultural to Ole Miss thing. students. Yeah, like, it's a cultural thing. Right. Like it's a it it's is. a very fraternity sorority driven campus. That like the, the tailgate is the focal point of the entire thing. Right. Like you walk through the Grove, it's the party there. Like 
so I don't necessarily know that Ole Miss is like built like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not. Right. Auburn they're, needs to go get laid out of there then, because I'm tired of that. That was nasty. That the that's a big. You are a top ten team in the country. It was a good audition. Your stadium for should be full. Your stadium should be full. You play at a conference rival. Your stadium should be full. That's I'll send y'all. I've got a picture on my phone from like around the fourth, like start of the fourth quarter, and I'll somebody had sent me that was there. I'll I'll send it to y'all. It's it's nasty. Yikes. Um, we also got Kansas State TCU this week, which I love this game. That'll be a fun one because I I think that uh, Kansas State's really going to test TCU, and I think that. The TCU defense did not look great uh, in the first half, at least, against Oklahoma State. They really locked up a bit in the second half, and I was impressed with that. But I think Kansas State's a little good. And I was uh, looking and now at the Tulane loss is looking good. Yeah, better. Like, Tulane looks like it might be good. Yeah, and I was so, looking at the I, like this game I was looking at the stat line, like what they're they're I can't remember what their quarterback is for Kansas State, but he threw for like 280, 290 yards against against Adrian Iowa Martinez. State whenever they played. Yeah, Adrian Martinez threw for like 270, 280 against Iowa State whenever they played. So that kid's got a He's a good quarterback. Yeah, he, I'm starting to believe what people are talking about him. This is going to be a good game. And also, it just shows you how awful Nebraska was. Because... Yeah, right. <laughs> They're so bad. Texas a uh, plays South Carolina String. I have no game. good feeling about this game. I don't. I can't Neither get a read off either team. So I mean, I, being ridiculous. I think I don't think South Carolina is that good. They did beat by Kentucky last week. When Kentucky was playing without their starting quarterback. I think even if like if we were to be able to trot out the same team that played against Alabama, what two weeks ago or last week or whatever, I'd feel pretty confident about winning that game. But right now, man, injuries are just whipping our ass. Like we, I think, I think that we we're gonna be we're gonna be down at least one starting offensive lineman for sure um could be more you know i think that like it's kind of one of those things bama beating you twice you know i think we yeah. got some of that i i don't uh, defensively we're getting some guys back so we got last week we got a um we got our mckinley jackson's our starting nose and we got him back and we should get back our starting linebacker that we lost in like game one or two this year so he should be back I don't know who's going to play quarterback for us. I got no no clue. Haynes was in a Haynes has been in a boot for the past two weeks um, since Bama because he was pretty beat up, and I, I want to say that there was a rib issue and an ankle issue during that Bama game. I, I you know, it's 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 difficult. I really don't know. I mean, we've never lost to South Carolina, but hell, a night game and there, and I also night just game don't at trust Williams Bryce ain't no joke. I mean, that's. I that's also tough. don't trust Spencer Rattler. You know, I just don't yeah. think he's good at football. I and think, I think that our, I don't either. I, I think, think our defense is. I think our defense is opportunistic enough for him to, to take advantage of some of his dumbassery that he's probably going to throw yes. out there. I think um, so too. Oh, we'll, we'll 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 see. Hey, you know what? Like, it'll be a good day if we if we can, if we get to twenty one points. I feel confident about us winning. If we don't get to twenty one points, we're probably going to lose. That's kind of the way that this season's gone. Interesting, you said that number because I was about to say if y'all if you, I don't think they can score over twenty one on y'all. Yep. So it's funny no, that you said so if y'all can get to twenty one, you can win. We can get so to twenty one. Like, yeah, I agree. So I I I, I really point. you know right now I'm trying to y'all can get there. Yeah, I, I, I'm who's starting at quarterback? Who's starting for for A and M or for A and M? Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, that's what right now, I, I mean, I think I, I think that Jimbo would want to start Haynes because I think he feels most confident in Haynes running the offense, and Haynes kind of you know you saw some 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 lights. You know, perk up a little bit in that Bama game and stuff, but again, I mean, it's 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 a the quarterbacks run a shitty system anyway, so it's like which dude do you want to which dude is better at running a shitty system, you know? 
And I would love yeah. to see the freshman out there because he's got he's a dynamic kid, but also again he's running a shitty system that relies on a lot of complexity. So do you put a really talented kid in a system that he doesn't know and risk a bunch of mistakes? Or do you put the kid that struggled all year in a system that he knows where maybe he can get the ball? It's it's a it is it is a an existential crisis on the offensive end for Texas A&M football right now. We will have to wait and see what happens. Prozac and vibes, man. Prozac and vibes. Prozac and vibes. <laughs> that's awesome. See if there's any um, other games. I think that's about it. Did you have talked about Mississippi State and Bama? I just. I do not see Mississippi State winning that game. Nah, I, don't be very no. to go I mean, they've got they've got the quarterback, they've got the receivers that could create that duo we've been talking about. But like, they ain't got the coaching. That, yeah, they don't. That's just they one of those defense. That's one of those games that that Bama just seemingly just curb stomps yeah. whenever they want yep. to. And yep. the last especially angry Bama coming off a loss. Yeah. Uh, no, that's... so the last the last like three times that they've played them, they've played them like coming off of a loss and just like beat the shit out of them. So yeah. But if Alabama does lose, we are definitely celebrating the end of the dynasty. It is oh, for sure. I agree. Again. But this game is in Tuscaloosa, guys. I, I, I don't know. Like, but I agree. If they lose this game, now we got to have no, I don't see him. I don't see him losing either. Out there, not losing I don't see him losing either. I, I, I would Hopefully need... it'll be close for a half or so. We can have a little bit of fun and talk some shit before. Bama turns on the, uh, the death yeah, kill machine. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm like, until Bama loses to a team that like we're surprised that they lost to, like I'm not. Texas. I'm not quite yet ready. Yeah, like Texas, Ain't that no. would have been one. Like AM, Man, that would have so been another one. Close. You know, like that would have been another one. Like until they lose a game to a team that we're surprised by, I'm not quite ready to like piss on their grave just yet. R.I.P. Bose. I'm not ready for that just yet. Um, but I think. Like we talked about, the Strang, show. rationality got to go out the window. We got to take advantage hey. of these moments when we get them. See, here's the thing: like people, you this know, might I, be my only. This might be our only moment to do this the rest of the chance. year. Rationality, in the dirt. And a, rationality and a lack of emotion is what's keeping me alive right now. If I dig too deep into that emotional shit, I will not like. I will not survive this season, y'all. I will not survive this season, man. God, that bye week was I, so nice. It's not Speaking like of emotion, any of this. Gotta... It's not like any of the things we say get recorded and put on the internet. So you can just say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, speaking of emotion, I got a news story that y'all might have heard of uh, or, or heard. Uh, the Fresno State game this week, and they played, I think, San Diego State. And uh, one of the coaches got mad because he was. I think he's he's one of the defensive coaches. He got mad at a play and uh, hit the. He's sitting up in the booth hit the glass out of the booth and broke the glass, and it hurt people. It, like, cut oh, people. No. People had to go to the hospital and shit. So, uh, coaches, stop being fucking idiots. Like, okay, you're, you're mad or you don't want to control your emotions. Do what the rest of us do and hold that shit in. Like, Breaks don't endanger people with your emotions. Yeah. Now you probably, you might get fired. Uh, the coach has been suspended. A very stupid way to lose some money, bro. Like, what are you doing? Man, that's crazy. It, it probably was your fault that the play went the way that it went anyway. It probably wasn't even the kid's fault. So, like... Don't compound always that execution. by hurting students. Always. <laughs> execution. And they they won 17 to 10. Like, I could understand that if you're, like, losing, like, 42. If you're winning, like, or if you're losing 42 to 10, you give up a bunch of points. You gave up 10 points to San Jose State. Like, you got anger issues, dog. Like, that that is not that is Brent, not normal. That is not healthy. Brent Venables lost 49 to nothing. He barely let off a, anything but a whimper. He, didn't look, he just looked like he was just, like, Chilling. Yeah, but that's like, one of those games you get beat so bad you don't even know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> like you just, you just, you just gotta live through it, just knowing. Like you, you already know. Like you, the stress is gone. Like you just gotta accept the reality that like 
It's just a blank stare for like 50 minutes. I still can't believe they did that that jump pass on first down. I I will never. (laughs) Disgusting. That was one of the more. I have seen a lot of bad football being a Texas A&M fan, but that was one of the strangest plays I've ever seen in my entire life. You got any other game? Uh, my Oregon State uh, Beavers play Colorado, so we don't even have to talk about that. That's an easy dub. That's easy. easy Looking at my conference, my conference is the Pac-12. Uh, so that's all. We, it's String really any Oregon, anything of Oregon note going, going on with the ACC? <laughs> um, <laughs> games will be played this weekend. Uh, oh, we got Syracuse Clemson this weekend. We got Syracuse Clemson, both two teams that play American football, so that's super exciting and great for them. <laughs> I believe that Florida, Florida, they both were orange. I believe Florida State will likely also engage in some sort of intercollegiate competition at some point during the weekend. And that's all we got here for the ACC. Turn it back over to you, Uh, Law. (laughs) (laughs) That was incredible. uh, No, I'm not not doing any fucking research. That's not happening. Oh, forget that. Maybe he sucks. I think Florida State's off this weekend. Uh, well, than that, okay, they've been off for the past three weeks, have they not? Let's see. Who? who <laughs> they got Wake. Hey, Wake Forest, Boston College. You know, Tej. I feel like you got to apologize yeah, to Boston, Boston College. College. <laughs> pick it, you got to. Well, yeah, exactly. We we, we have a very right, pronounced Boston College last week. Go Boston College. No, they played Clemson. For the record, this is the only podcast on the internet that hates Boston College. Yeah, Tej. That is not the rest of Y'all can't get mad at me for not giving a shit about the ACC. You heard the promo that Teach cut about Boston College. I mean, come on, Boston College is a nothing program that will never be anything. (laughs) Boston College, I'm, I'm riding with you guys. Uh, you got a tough game this weekend. Where, like, I don't even know what brought that on. Like, what even? What, what was the context behind that? In, in my heart, Boston College, College I'm rooting for you guys <laughs> to beat Wake Forest. Go Boston College. Oh, this is the Boston man. College uh, uh, stand stand account right here. I wonder how many followers the Boston College account has. Let's check. Hold on. Let's Probably see. less than the slander you account. <laughs> I didn't mean that as slander, guys. I'd like. It's like you just can't help yourself, dude. Seventy. I literally cannot help myself. Seventy-seven thousand. Oh, that's awful. Oh, no. Okay. Terrible. That we're not up there yet. We're not okay. up there yet. Yeah. The, the official athletics account only is thirty-two five. That's Can you give ridiculous. us a bet that's way down the sheet, like you oh, had I'm sorry. the Georgia, that was the, Georgia Southern? That was the Boston College University. Um, so the Boston College football team has sixty thousand followers. Okay, that's even that's worse. ridiculous. That's yeah, sad. That's, crazy. That's, that's very sad. How do you have less Twitter followers than your stadium capacity? Yeah, that's okay. nasty. Yeah. Do they do they have more than sixty thousand capacity? No, they I probably have like, probably like those 40, 40 or fifty thousand seat stadiums. Half of it, half of their stadium is probably a library. Yeah, I like to think of Boston College as Hogwarts. Like I feel like oh, if you man. step on campus, no, it's it does Hogwarts. look a lot like it. Colors and everything. It, it looks like it looks, it looks a lot like, like Hogwarts. There's a lot, of, there's a lot more racial slurs than at Hogwarts. I, I don't mean, know. You gotta think about who know, wrote that. I, yeah, I, I think I think Tej's I think Tej's like, got some deep seated hatred just because of like the Yankees hey, and Red Sox. Just, so it's a little like, fall, fall over from that. You've seen oh, all that, I hate Boston sports. Like, I hate you've them. seen that stuff at J.K. Rowling. Like everybody's starting to look into that, and they're like, "Why they got the Asian character named Cho Chi? Like what the hell is going on Issue there. Like so, there might." There be a lot of crossover <laughs> there, man. Their capacity is uh, 44,500. Oh, that's ridiculous. We, yeah, that's bad. We need all of y'all to make sure you at Evan when you hear this episode and ask him why he was not on the episode and why he is ducking the smoke. 
because obviously he's only not here because Baylor lost their game, despite him saying that they were going to win, despite him saying that West Virginia was the worst team in the Big 12. They lost to them, and when they lose to Kansas, he's not going to be able to duck us again. we got to make sure he's on this podcast next week right. to accept the slander. Go Jayhawks. Shout out Jay Arnold for his awesome content in Morgantown. That was that was pretty That's fun right, to follow Jay. along with his nasty that. ass shoe beers Jay, and all we, going on. That was Jay. That was we cool. need you to go to Austin and keep that same energy. Go to Austin when we play Baylor and make sure you curse Baylor again and get Baylor the fuck out of here. I need it, Jay. Before Please. we leave, can Let's I tell y'all how relaxing it's been that me and Teej are the only hosts that have won consecutive games on this show for the past couple of weeks? Oh, I was about to say you better it's clarify. Been amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's been amazing. I mean, we deserve it too. Y'all forget we had Mercer and San Jose State in hell. I like I I, I uh, um yeah I, man that when 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 Iowa State dropped that ball I'm like God damn it Tej and Blah like they're gonna skirt again this, this week. You're back. We're not back. We're so not wide open. Not too, man. I couldn't talk my shit. Not everybody. I couldn't on talk here my shit. Can beat a team that's got State in their name. Hey, well, listen, you know, String had me worried about the 4-2 and two curse that I had to actually go look up and see if it was a real thing, and we've broken yeah, it now. Yeah, it's real. So we're 5-2. broken two. the 4-2 and two curse. We're one, we're one win from a bowl game, brother. You, ra- you raised the bar on the 4-2 curse. Sark is finally a curse. game over 500. It's phenomenal. We're sneaking into the playoffs soon. Sneaking into the playoffs I'm soon. I'm not going to go that far after Iowa State. But after, if we be all coming State, then I might get on the podcast and talk some shit. But we'll see. Right. Well, we appreciate y'all. Like, rate, subscribe, go to SpeakPipe. I forgot to check the voicemails of <laughs> SpeakPipe this week. You're going to have to post um, a link and like, advertise and if y'all that have better. Some good yeah. ones, we, may, we may throw them in there. But y'all got to put your mouth voicemail. put your mouth to the SpeakPipe, y'all. Please put your mouth to the SpeakPipe. Speak Special invitation to Boston College fans to, to, to come and make sure that you chat. All six of y'all. Give us what you think. Talking. Yeah, like, let's get all 12 of the Twitter followers to leave a message for Teach from Boston College. Go... Eagles? I don't know what their mascot Eagles. is. Whatever it is. Golden Eagles. Go Hogwarts. Go Hogwarts. Golden Eagles. Yeah. Go Hogwarts. Go Gryffindor. <laughs> well, with that, we are out. We'll be back next week. Love y'all. See you.